Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And this is the Our Hotel Room Smells Like Barbecue and Bourbon Edition. <laughs> that is pretty accurate. There was a lot of both in this hotel room last night. We had a, some really good barbecue, um, some really good leftovers, too, because we couldn't eat it all. And, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is very smoky and fr- fragrant in this room right now. Fragrant is not the word I would use. Um <laughs> It's day-old barbecue. Um, and That's we the did best. That. And we, yes, I've, it's what I've heard, actually. Uh, but we didn't uh, properly store it last night. Um, so anyway, this is, that is not the episode. This is a format that, for lack of a cute name, we call Point Counterpoint. And this episode format will be that one of us will be decided by fate through a coin flip as choosing the pro side of the argument, and the other one chooses the con side of the argument. And the topic today, though, is tax reform, education. No, no, sorry. Wrong podcast. No. Our topic today is kind of a fun one. Um, We all talk about, you know, what's the best barbecue and the Texas monthly list and all those fun things. And I mean, some people try to say, oh, you know, I hate lists and I hate rankings and blah, 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 blah. But they're fun. They're fun to debate and, and argue about, especially in a, you know, in a jovial way. And Let's face it, these things mean something to a lot of the barbecue businesses. You know, things like the Texas Monthly List help drive business, especially right now at a time where people need as much business as they can get. Um, so with that said, a new Texas Monthly List will be coming out this year. That has been announced uh, by Daniel Vaughn on social media. And we are very much looking forward to, you know, diving into that whole thing. But of course, it gets Brian and I thinking about, you know, what do we think is the best barbecue? What do we think will make the list and all that fun stuff? So we decided to pose a question on Instagram. And the question was was very specific, and we hope most people understood what we were asking. Most did. Most did. Which is, what is your single number one barbecue joint? Not who's in the top 50, top five not who are your three favorites, if you could pick only one joint to be that you would name the best in Texas, what is that one joint? And why? You know, we, we wanted you to give us a little bit, you know, a brief reason of, of why you think it's the best. And we got a ton of answers. Uh, really appreciate everybody submitting their, their, you know, favorite joint and giving us reasons why. You know, couple of jokesters in there, too. Um, Got to give a shout-out to our friend Scotty Barvere up in Minnesota, who is the only barbecue joint to nominate himself. <laughs> and he's not in Texas. But, hey, Scotty. Um, pay, pay attention next time. Yes, 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 you self-promoter. Um, we had a couple other fun ones. Uh, good old Chud's Barbecue said Freedman's because of the dream team of Lane Milne, Joel Garcia, Chris McGee, Evan Leroy... And then, of course, Chud himself. And himself, yes, yes. But they, and, uh, and you know, that was great. But that's a historic that that doesn't exist anymore. Absolutely, so, yeah. yes. We we enjoyed Friedman's. We loved going there, and we loved the barbecue that that team was putting out. And uh, they're all cooking great barbecue all across the state now, which is even more fun because gives us more chances to eat their food. And then someone we had to, I had to bring this one up because it's one that's near and dear to us. Someone said, "Please beg Mike Wyant to open Flores Barbecue again." Mike, please open Flores Barbecue again. <laughs> Flores tortillas are wonderful, uh, and 
congratulations on all the success that you're having with that, Mike. But we do miss your barbecue. Uh, your barbecue was phenomenal. But yes, that being said, we had a lot more submissions of actual opened barbecue joints that are in Texas. So let's we're only gonna we're gonna do the count counterpoint or point counterpoint argument on the ones that received the most submissions. And there's about nine or ten of those. Um, but we did want to mention the others that that got uh, some submissions. So Brian, you want to start uh, with uh, the first one there? The first one that had multiple? Or the first no, one? no, the first one. Yeah, the first one we're not going to argue. We'll just go okay. through the list. Yep. We'll, go through the, we'll go through the, uh, the ones that, yeah, absolutely. So these are ones that um, at least that one, one person has nominated. And just so you know, I mean, this was a short time survey for only people that saw our story right you know we didn't we we got a good number of responses but we didn't get a bazillion and we didn't leave this open for weeks because we got lives to live right it's a very informal (laughs) 24-hour poll guys yeah um so so the names that did not make the um the point counterpoint discussion but did get brought up first one brotherton's black iron by jen hargraves brotherton's uh one of our our favorite favorite ones that we like to go to a good friend of ours just has a line of sauces called Burnt Ends that are released out at Bucky's. And we just bought places. some yesterday. Yeah. Yep, and I can't wait to try it and burn my butt. Uh, next on the list we had, and I'm a little surprised they only got one nomination, honestly. Um, and maybe we just don't have a lot of people in West Texas that follow our Instagram account. Uh, Evie Mays Barbecue. Um, the comment we received was, the barbecue is fantastic, plus all desserts are gluten-free. Uh, that comment was from at Armando Godinez Jr. So thank you, Armando, for the submission. We I love that. I mean, perfect statement too. I mean, barbecue is fantastic, and all the desserts are gluten free, and, yeah. and they're great desserts. I mean, it's just because they're gluten free is kind of the bonus. You don't even notice. And I, you know, my wife has celiac disease. We've gone through a lot of that, um, trying to find good quality food that is gluten free. Most of it tastes like crap because gluten is what binds everything together, um, figuratively and literally. And uh, the, the desserts there, you you just you simply don't know. That they're, I mean, you, you don't recognize it. Yeah. They're not gluten-free. I mean, a huge bakery operation where they're producing numerous quality desserts. The sides are really good. The meat is amazing. It's, Evie Mays is a great, great visit. If you get a chance to get out to the Lubbock area, um, please buy, you know, you really should get to Evie Mays Barbecue if you have not been already. Next one is Hellberg. Um, the comment is Atmosphere, Food Quality and Service by Chef One. And I mean that is a good description as well. Um, you know, when they opened, they went from a trailer to a brick and mortar. They had a little bit outside the city of Waco, um, but it's a really neat little spot out there, and the food is great. Yep, I have a really soft spot in my heart for Philip and Yvette Helberg. We've been fortunate to know and them. And son Wayne. Yeah, and they're yeah, growing like a growing like a weed. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's been a thrill for us to watch. You know, we. We met them pretty early on after they started uh, serving here in the Waco area, and just to see the growth that they've had as a business and their food is, you know, really, really good. So, there you go. There's Hellberg Barbecue. Uh, next up, we had Hill Barbecue, formerly known as Ember's Barbecue, um, in the West Texas area as well. Um, ribs and brisket at Good Cooking TX. So, thank you for that submission, Brian. You've you've been there once. I have not had the pleasure of going there. Um, you know, we came on a very rainy day. I remember the day very clearly. The food was great. We had some really great ribs. Um, but it, you know, unfortunately, we don't get to West Texas often enough, and it's one of those. Um, there's several out there. We're not going to list everyone out there because we, we really don't have a ton of time to go through this. 
but uh, there's there's a number of great places out there that we really want to hit up, and we'll try to get that uh, this summer. Absolutely, we'll we'll speed through these a little bit faster to get to the point and counterpoint portion. But uh, we want to definitely mention Killen's Barbecue, Pearland, and now a Woodlands location. Um, Killen's kind of really was one of the first big craft barbecue joints to open in the Houston area, and that really kind of started setting a standard. Um, that a lot of other people in Houston have, you know, ha- have adopted and, and grown with. Panther City, the next one, um, great food and great atmosphere from at Amada 2K21. And, you know, we're seeing atmosphere brought up a lot, which is part of our, our big thing about barbecue. We want to have an all-around good experience. Um, the food there, again, the brisket elote. Um, and what were the, the, the bombs? Uh, yeah, the, the pork belly jalapeno poppers yes. Uh, yes and then they've since since we've been there they've expanded their their operations to to where they have a longer service time i believe they're serving breakfast uh, at least on the weekends um so panther city is a growing business and we've had some really good food from them um so thank you for that submission uh next submission is pecan lodge at barbecue czar uh, thank you for that submission. He didn't leave a comment as to why. Pecan Lodge was one of the first craft barbecue joints in the Dallas area as the you know the modern barbecue movement started exploding. Top four uh, in the 2013 Texas Monthly Back at Barbecue the Farmers Market, which is where both of us first experienced them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that was the, my first experience with Pecan Lodge. Now I have a, a huge restaurant operation in the Deep Ellum area of Dallas. Um, Pinkerton is next. Yeah, Pinkerton uh, best overall experience from. Uh, Nick Saban, I believe is, is his full name, but it's at Saban Nick. And, you know, um, that, that new San Antonio location, we really want to get out there and talk to um, the team again out there. But I'll tell you, um, you know, we're going to do an episode there at their bar. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the brisket is great. The ribs, he's kind of famous for what he calls the painted ribs. Yep. They're a very... Yep, uh, those candy paint ribs. Yeah, yep. um, kind of a sweet coating on top. Um, and some of the other sides, I know he did the duck jambalaya. But um, I, I want to do an episode out there with the bar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pinkerton's done a great job of blending barbecue and and bar together, and he's got a fantastic bar both in Houston and now in San Antonio. So congrats to Grant and company on on the expansion. Uh, next up, we have Pusca Family Barbecue, and that was submitted by at Leland Valls. Pusca is in Hutto. Did I get that right? Yes, they yeah, are Hutto. on Hutto. They the are Hutto Hutto. Hippos. Yep, Dustin's been on our show before. Um, we've had to, and he, he's kind of really known for his chicken, the smoked chicken that he does. Uh, you know, as well as other things, he does house-made sausage and you know the Central Texas staples. Um, and then we had a, an old school submission after that. You know, one one that we really are, are brought to, um, which is Smitty's. It's like stepping back in time from at Good Things Barbecue. And I mean, absolutely, it's exactly what we say as well. Yep. Um, we had a, a wonderful visit last time talking to Nina Schmidt. That was just super, super special to us. Um, next up is East Texas, Stanley's. And the comment is The Vibe from at Tom Dunphy. And ab- absolutely there as well. A lot of history at Stanley's. Yeah. There is, yeah, and and some great people that have worked at Stanley's and moved on. Yeah, absolutely. The Mother Clucker Sandwich is one of the things they're very much known for. And we also... We, probably a good time to, to just pause for a second and give a shout out to our buddy chase colston yeah you know when we talked about um the vibe there some of the coolest experiences hanging out with the pitmasters from the red dirt barbecue festival um which was a a um, chase colston production essentially um is and was chase colston and chase is and was the red dirt festival at the time um so we had a, a lot of great times at stanley's and um you know we love you chase we love you like a brother um, we will do something together 
we will support you in whatever you do. But um, Chase mentioned this year that uh, he will no longer be associated with Red Dirt Barbecue Festival. Yep. So, yeah. Thank you, Chase, for everything, for creating that amazing event that so many of us have so many great memories from. Um, and yes, Stanley, every single barbecue. Joint yeah, absolutely. Talks about I mean, it was an all-star lineup of barbecue joints, all-star lineup of Red Dirt music. And Stanley's Yes was a big hangout place uh, the night before the festival for, for a lot of the pitmasters. So next up is uh, some buddies of ours that you've you definitely heard on the show recently. That would be uh, Smoke and Z's Barbecue in Bayou Vista, a.k.a. Galveston. Um, they are high on my list. That was from at Gabe BRFNT. Um, shout out to Gabe. Gabe's actually come out to one of our pop-ups before. Um, but yes, yeah, Smoke and Z's, Zayden Mallory, doing really creative stuff down there. And the next up is Teddy's from Abe at Abe's Pagoda. And Teddy's is another one that we really like. Speaking of the old Freedman's group. Yep, yep. Joel and Jesse Garcia have opened that up in Westlaco, Texas, down in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, doing some really good stuff out there. I know they're starting to, to, do, you know, to do some more creative things with, uh, I think they have a barbacoa day where they're doing you know actual cow heads. And they're doing some really, really creative stuff down there. Their food is really good you really need to get over there and try it last but certainly not least on our uh, submissions is it is zavala's Zavala's. we we talked to joe and cj last night um food and staff again really really good comment and that's at j-i-r-b-y-q i'm not sure if that's how you would pronounce that but j-i-r-b-i-q there you go um and zavala is absolutely one of our favorites um the pepper in the rub um but it wouldn't be pepper in the rub if it wasn't good brisket underneath it absolutely you know really really good strong menu in grand prairie they are unfortunately uh they had some repairs they had to do um because of the ice storm but they will be opening up sooner than later and we are very excited for them to reopen because uh we need to get back out there all right, so those are the ones. Um, let's talk about the ones that we have to debate here. All right. So first up, um, Leroy and Lewis. Leroy and Lewis Barbecue, South Austin, over on Pickle Road. Um, very, very good friends of ours. We, we enjoy their barbecue very much, as you probably know if you listen to this show. Um, just to give you guys just a little insight on what this format is going to be, we've got a coin flipping app. And depending on whether it lends up... Because we couldn't have a coin. Because we didn't have a coin because we're that unprepared of a show. Well, it's the COVID stuff. We didn't have change. <laughs> yes, there's now. a coin shortage. We're being economical here. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be using a coin app. If it lands on heads, that means I will go first and I get the pro argument. And if it lands on tails, I go first. So remember, while we all agree that there's that these could be debated for number one, one, and this is the fun part to us, but it is one of us is going to have to take the con. Yeah, we're going to try to find a reason why these amazing so, barbecue joints shouldn't yes. be number one. <laughs> and so, so for those of you barbecue joint owners and friends that are listening, um, that own these places, you know, be kind to us because we're going to poke at you. But um, it's because we are forced to, and that's why we're flipping the coin because we neither yeah, of us neither wanted, yeah, neither of us would volunteer for that side no. of the argument because we no. believe in all of these places. Yeah. Um, so yes, well, that that is what we're going to do. We're going to give ourselves no more than ninety seconds to complete the debate before we move on to the next joint. So, are you ready to flip the virtual I'm, coin, I'm Brian? Ready. It's up. It's down, and it is heads. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) That means I get the pro argument for Lorraine Lewis. I can't believe my luck. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Time starts now. 
Leroy and Lewis Barbecue is one of my favorite places in the entire world to eat food at. The It's one of the most exciting places to eat food at. The barbecue is unique. They've got their own style, but they, they pay homage to history and techniques that have been around for centuries. And they do it creatively. They do it, Their meats are local and sustainable and ethically raised. And there's just not much else I can say about it. I, nothing is perfect. No food is perfect, but... I have yet to have a bad meal at Leroy and Lewis, and I've eaten there quite a bit. I just love the guys. I love the food that they're putting out. I would have zero problem if they made number one on the top 50 list. And uh, Brian? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I have nothing. That's it. Next, next. <laughs> this is going to be dead air for the next minute. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so, again, we're going to get very nitpicky here, folks. So, first up is years after opening, they're still in a food truck. Um, the food deserves to be indoors. Um, it, it really, that experience will eventually come. But, um, you know, having this food outdoors, it's hot sometimes in the middle of summer in Austin. Um, it's, it's a hipster location that is on the parking lot of a fitness center gym thing. And so you got those people walking around distracting you from the barbecue. Um, you know, th- that's, that's probably my single biggest gripe is that they're not there yet. Um, the other thing you know, let's be frank, they are not the least expensive, most affordable barbecue joint. Um, I have no problem paying the money, but it is, it is, those two things are really the, the two, two things I, I'm going to gripe about. And that's it. That is our minute and a half that we gave ourselves. So, Lorraine Lewis, we love you guys. Your food's phenomenal. If you get number one, we will not be surprised and we would have no qualms. Just give us a that. line pass. That's all we have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just let me know if you know you're getting number one. I'll go the day before. Yes. All right, next coin flip is Tails. All right, so I get to talk about this one. Um, and the joint is Goldie's in Kennedale, Texas. And so Goldie's, for those of you that don't know, is essentially an all-star cast of kids that have amazing pedigree in the barbecue industry. I mean, we're talking... We say kids because we're old. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in their mid-20s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still kids to us. Um, you know, they they have... I mean, we're talking about people with backgrounds of like Franklin, Micklewaite, truth i mean there's just such amazing food that comes out of this place already um they they make the bread from scratch you know the sides are phenomenal the brisket's phenomenal it's everything about it is great um as far as the quality it's been consistent i've been a few times now um we're going to start going more often but for a brand new joint a brand new place that's from the ground up food great food counterpoint because i have to take this side i guess one of my one of my things that i could say is is it different enough goldie's does every single thing that they do they do extremely well Um, but you could probably get similar style of brisket at a number of places similar style of ribs at another number of places and again it will also come down to what you think you know constitutes what number one should be does it have to be some completely unique place that only does crazy things or can it be a place that just does traditional central texas style barbecue at the highest level and depending on where you fall in that debate could be depending on what you feel about goldies and they're deserving or not deserving of number one so goldies you're phenomenal again if you got number one we would not be shocked Um, but good luck all right, next up, coin flip, we get heads. Darn it. <laughs> this is another one that's going to be, uh, it, you know, we love you guys. Um, Snows. Snows Barbecue. Ever heard of them? 
All right, so here we go. Time starts now. Snow's Barbecue, Lexington, Texas. They were number one on the previous list. Has anything changed? I'm, you know, the same people are cooking it that were cooking it four years ago. If they were number one before, why shouldn't they be number one now? It's an amazing experience going to Snow's. The atmosphere is phenomenal. You can't replicate it anywhere, and it's completely unique to them. The tradition of the Saturday morning barbecue in Lexington, Tootsie by the Pits with the direct heat coals, cooking the pork steaks and the chicken. I mean, it's just... It's such a wonderful experience, and we miss that we haven't been able to go to it as much over the last year because of everything going on. But Snows was number one last time. Why shouldn't they be number one this time, Brian? Look, man, you're gonna make this old nice old lady keep working. Let her give her a break, man. Let her take some time off. Take a parade lap. Um, no, the the biggest the biggest complaint is really that they're open one day a week, and I know they they cook another day for their shipments. But open one day a week, you know, it's, it's, they don't, they serve a lot of people in one day, but it's not the volume that everybody else serves. The menu's a little small, right? They don't have a ton of sides. Um, but is, can you have a place that's open one day a week be representative of, or compared to places that are open five, six, and some are open seven days a week? Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a fair argument, but again, we love snows. Yes. They were number one last time. They were number two the time before that. They were number one the time before that. So Chances are they're going to be pretty high up there next time, too. Here's another one that's going to be tough. <laughs> Come on, heads. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Truth Barbecue. Um, you know, Truth is, you, if you haven't been, you need to go. So everything, every single thing at Truth has been good. The line is fast. Um, they have two locations, and so you can get to them pretty easily, and it's the exact same quality food at both um, phenomenal cake. They, they just a great staff as well. Very, very attentive. And, um, the, the last thing I'll say is it's truth. Yeah. I don't like those guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's hard to argue against truth. We, we felt that truth had a strong argument for number one in 2017. And that was when they were serving out of a tiny shack in Brenham. They now still have that wonderful spot in Brenham. And they also have a huge wonderful restaurant in houston that's producing a vast amount of barbecue and that's qual- not a counterpoint wait okay the vast amount of barbecue but is a second location do you want to put number one a place that has multiple locations there are traditionalists that think that you know barbecue should only just be this one little spot on the side of the road under a tree and this and that and I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but some do. And that is an argument that some people make. Like, can a place that has multiple locations be considered number one? That's really the only argument I have against truth. Like, it can't, I have no arguments about the food. You can't argue how great the food is and how consistently great the food is. But is it okay to have, is it okay to to break that mindset? All right. Next up is going to be Valentina's. Tails. Look at that. Maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'm choosing this app selectively. Um, so we're gonna go Valentina's. I mean, it, look, it, a lot of people. Oh, the real deal, Holyfield, the breakfast taco, um, and and we fell into that trap. It's as great as it is. We we would always go in the mornings because they were open early. These these folks are open early. They're open late. They're open almost every single day of the week. They're pretty easy to get to. I mean, they're out of Manchac, Texas, but they're pretty easy to get to, and you know. 
go eat the actual barbecue and not just the breakfast tacos, and you'll be just as impressed. Mesquite, smoke, flavor, quality, source, meat sources. And I've got to take the con argument here for Valentina's. I echo everything Brian said regarding the food quality. Location is is an issue. You know, I, I know that they've been trying to build out and open a brick and mortar in that spot for a very long time. Unfortunately, it has not happened yet. And so the heat of Austin and, and many months of the year, it can be a little bit unpleasant. They do have a, a small little shaded area to eat in, but it's still, you're still waiting in line and it's still hot outside. There's only so much you can do when it's, you know, 98 with a thousand percent humidity. And so I would love to see Valentina's and I'd love to see what Miguel could do in a brick and mortar setting. And so atmosphere does come down to it. I do love the vibe of of Valentina's and what they produce there. I just would really love to see them with four walls and a roof. Um, and, and again, I need to eat more of the straight up barbecue there. Cause yes, if, if I was judging it on Tex-Mex and, and the tacos, yes, but I, I, I'm stuck in that trap where I just can't not order that stuff. Cause it's so good. I need to order more of the straight up barbecue. All right. Next up is two M and the coin flip goes. <laughs> this is getting unfair here yes no but that, unfortunately that means the odds are stacked up against me for the next coming ones maybe even though the odds are 50 50 every time uh-huh. come on 2M. okay 2m i mean come on these guys have that that lewis lineage as well um, the team is producing a great hybrid between straight up texas barbecue and tex-mex um, food has been phenomenal consistent um, again brisket sausage ribs i mean you can't argue with those things and and they do some great desserts they do they do um but my counterpoint to that and it there's a couple of things here location again is another thing now so and joe built this place with their bare hands on what they could afford to do at the time and they built as big of a restaurant as they could unfortunately they made it face the wrong direction <laughs> the, the the direction that he's too, right though it, yeah, it's yeah. there is a line there you know obviously not during covid times but during normal times there is a line there and that line the sun is beating down on you the entire time you're in line and it can be brutal in the summer um and so that is a little tough for us just you know we, again we're old men and we like that ex, you know we like comfort so that's that's one of the reasons the other it goes back to kind of what i said with goldies is is it different enough? You know, does it have to be different enough? Does it have to be these unique things? Because they do have a similar style of brisket. Well, considering the last ones that have won, no. Well, yeah. that's very possible. But it, but it is, it is an argument that I will make: is what do you constitute should be you know, should be number one? Does it have to be unique, or can it be similar to three, four, five different joints? Because there are some similarities between Two M Truth and others. Right. Next up, Fate is going to look at that look at that <laughs> man i'm going to i'm going to the casino after this uh, okay. you're doing that anyway so um next up is louis miller and louis miller you know again it, it's it's valhalla for a lot of people it is you know the cathedral of smoke uh, branded by some folks it is an experience that is absolutely hard to beat going into those the screen door, every moment of that experience just spews forth Texas barbecue history. And it's it's the place where a lot of people experience their first beef rib um, and just super, super special as a, as a building and food. I, I can't argue with any of those points for sure. Uh, love going there. Love that experience. 
Um, one thing I can say is they still do have a pretty traditional menu. Um, sides are, uh, they do have sides, but I, I don't feel like they've really embraced the, the craft side portion of, you know, of what we see in modern barbecue these days. Um, one other thing that we, you know, that I noticed with, with Louis Miller is Wayne has modernized a lot of processes, but they do still, they, they do still feel a little old school to me in terms of how they cook meat. Um, which does tend to lead to, to a little bit of consistency issues from time to time. Um, whereas so many of the places that we've been talking about are like well-oiled machines. It almost look, it almost feels like they press a button and the brisket comes out perfect every single time. I know that's not the case. It's a case of hard work and all that other stuff, but, but Louis Miller, the history is wonderful. Um, but do, do you need to be a more of a modern joint in this area to be an era to be number one? All right. Let's go Fates of the Gods here. The closest barbecue joint to me. And I... Finally. Yes, and I have to... Uh, okay, I knew this was going to happen eventually. Um, no, I get I get to go first. I know you're getting used to this now, but I get to do the pro first this Dang time. It. All right, Tejas Chocolate and Barbecue in Tomball, Texas. Tejas was a little bit of a surprise on the 2017 list as far as hitting as high as they did on number six. And I will tell you with 100% confidence, I feel that the barbecue they put out today is better than the barbecue they put out in 2017. So if you guys were number six then, it's a logical step up. If, if your product has improved, your menu has expanded. The chili relleno sausage, which is stuff of legend now, didn't exist in 2017. That alone is a reason to that they should be considered at, you know, to be at the top of the mountain. Um, but the creativity that goes on there, the creative sandwiches, the creative sides the you know the, the carrot souffle which is very unique to them and and just the the specials that they do it's it's a wonderful experience going there you know speaking of going there it's it's a small house it's been repurposed um the line is adapted to the house as opposed to be adapted to um, the flow of traffic um, to order the chocolate it the line kind of crosses over um, just from, from that, it's hard for them, obviously, to tear down the building. They're not going to. It's, it's a very old house. But that, that affects the experience. Um, <clears throat> and they do a tiered pricing. So, you know, something that Andrew and I nitpick on as well. Great quality food. Really enjoy it. But it, it's going to be a pricey visit. All right. Next one up. All right. The next one is our last one. Well, it's our it's our last submission. We got a couple of yes, we do. About, though. And I got tails again. All right. All right. I mean, come on, people. Franklin Barbecue. It's it's what essentially created craft barbecue in Texas. It was perfecting what was imperfect. Um, it was really setting the stage for everything that came behind it. Um, the people that have worked there and left, like John Lewis. They have gone out and put their stamp on dozens and dozens of barbecue joints. How do you argue against Franklin? I've been wondering that myself because I know I'm about to have to. <laughs> Franklin Barbecue is, like you said, the standard bearer. This show wouldn't exist if not for Franklin Barbecue. Most of the joints that we've been discussing wouldn't exist if not for Franklin Barbecue. That said, Franklin has done what they do as well as anyone for over a decade now. And it doesn't appear, at least on the outside, it doesn't appear to us that, that they're very excited about expanding the menu. They've got their, the staples that they do, and they do them as well as anyone. 
But and they started doing some sausages. They have, they have, they have done a couple of things. They have started making their sausage in house, and I know that they. I'm not sure if they're doing it during COVID, but I know that they had done some, you know, some extra sausage specials and things like that. Um, but, but again, are you, you know, for those of us that look for new and evolution and things that change, Franklin stays the same, which is a great thing because they are a great barbecue joint. But do you still put them number one? I know they were number one in 2013, number two in 2017. But do you ascend back to number one when you're doing the same things that you've been doing and others are doing more? I mean, it's like sacrilege at some point, though, too. I mean, if right. you change it, you know, do you want to go into Franklin and all of a sudden have all of these side options and, and different meats? It wouldn't be Franklin. Absolutely. So those are those are the submissions. Um, we thank you all for the submissions. And we also want to gripe at you a little bit. There are, there are two joints that we thought should have at least been considered that did not have submissions. So we're going to talk about those two. And the first one is Cadillac Barbecue. Cadillac Barbecue. Are we going to do this count, point counterpoint? No, no, no. We're, no. we're just, we're, we're just going to talk about the... Yeah, Brian's too afraid that it's going to land on heads. <laughs> yes, it has to eventually. Look, I mean, it's weird. Cadillac Barbecue was ranked number three. But yet they're still under the radar. I mean, the fact that that nobody mentioned them is not because they're not fabulous. It's because it, people just haven't. Not everybody has been, and they need to go. Right, and and they're not huge self promoters either. And I know, like you know, a lot of places just. And I guess a lot of the barbecue fan media stuff just doesn't get up here enough. They do have limited hours, so it does make it a little bit difficult for people to to get to Cadillac. Um, but I, maybe that's part of what drives it. But. Brian and I had an amazing meal there yesterday, and it's not the first amazing meal that we've had there. It won't be the last. But the it, it was hard to critique anything. It really and was. It really was. And and, 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 and look, we're menu. jaded by barbecue. We eat a crap load of barbecue, <laughs> literally and figuratively, and we eat the best barbecue in the world, and we do it all the time. And so, it is very very hard to be impressed, or to be shocked or stunned or, or just really giddy. Um, and it was at that level. Yeah, it absolutely was. And not just that it, it was that good, but that we had ordered so many things and they were all that good. You know, not saying everything was a 100 out of 100, but there wasn't a dud on the tray. And, and when you do as much meat as they do and as much sides as they do, it's incredible that so much of it is so good. Yesterday we had brisket, pastrami, wagyu beef bologna, ribs, two different types of sausages, we had beans, we had greens, we had street corn. I mean, it was, and and that and there was things on the menu we didn't order, even yeah, and, we, and we wanted to. Right, we, just, we knew we were going to hit a couple of places, but it it just really speaks volumes. Uh, as we talked to Todd and Misty, as we talked to Andrew recently, um, who, who works there, um, it what what's amazing is they talk about how Todd continues to try to evolve and perfect. Um, and refine even on recipes that that he's been succeeding on for years yeah no i think cadillac absolutely should be considered as you know for the number one spot i think that you could make a very strong argument for them if you guys haven't been to cadillac again we know it's a it's a commitment yeah you to bastards go there. you need to go yeah i mean but, just yeah, straightforward you, you just and if need you to and go. if you have been but it's been a long time go back and remind yourself of how right. great this and, place and is and the only thing is is they don't have a ton of hours um you know and so that's i think and, and where they're located maybe people just are like ah, it's too inconvenient to go because i can only go on these days and there's going to be a line 
But you know what? We got there 30 minutes before open, and, and the line wasn't bad, and it moved extremely efficiently. Absolutely, yeah. They, they moved the line fast. They've got two cutters, and those cutters, I mean, Todd, it's usually they, Todd. They had the food on the tray immediately. Was, I mean, they were waiting for us it, to it tell them. It was impressive how fast them. they yeah. were plating food. Um, so, yes, Cadillac Barbecue, I am shocked that no one submitted that, but you guys, you need to get there. You need to get back you there. You need to get there. You need to go there because we told you. You need to tell them that we told you, and then you need to come back, and you need to tell us thank you. Those are the four steps you need to go do. There you go. And the last one we'll talk about, um, and it's another one I think, creativity, menu expansion, great brick-and-mortar location opened is uh, Guest Barbecue in Waco. You know, we, we've been following the guest team and Reed and Cade since they were doing the, the trailer um, in we were so impressed that first time, especially I'll just never forget when they were doing the sides in the pit. Yeah. I mean, the, the level of effort that they put into there um, was always great. The food was really, really damn good. But when they opened the brick and mortar, they expanded the menu and they started doing some more restaurant level stuff that just, I want to go right now. Yeah. It's guesses. Phenomenal. Gene does a great job helping to run that business as well. We've had such good visits to Guest Family Barbecue, um, and they're open pretty much all the time. I mean, their hours are, are really, yeah, really they're super easy accessible. to get to. And yeah, yes. they're open late. I mean, you know, and, they're open late. They're open early. I mean, yeah. it's it's great. You guys need to get to Guest Family Barbecue if you've not been. I think they absolutely are, are on it. On and that if you top went level. back when it was a trailer, you need to go now that it's a oh, absolutely, mortar. yeah. If you've had if you've had dinner there or lunch there, you need to go for brunch because the the brunch. Barbecue brunch is going to be huge over the next couple of years. I, I think that's the next big thing in barbecue. It's not Berea tacos. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was a fun one for us. Um, we, we love to talk about this stuff. And again, every joint that we talked about on here are places that we love going yes, to. Yes, e- even the ones that we didn't get to debate. Right. I mean, you know, there's there's a reason why they were put on the list uh, right. from, our, from our listeners. And if you go support any of these places, it really helps us. If you let them know, hey, I heard about it on the show. That that costs you nothing. It costs them nothing. And it, it gives us nothing financially. <laughs> but it, it does help our show and it helps us. And, and we absolutely appreciate that we can turn people on to great barbecue that haven't had it yet. Right. That's yeah. that's fun for us. But it does help us with the, with, with the show. Right. It's one of the main reasons this whole show exists is to shine a light on these people cooking great barbecue and get more people out and eating this great barbecue. So, again, thank you for listening. You can follow us on all that good social media. Brian, you got one more point to make? Um, if, well, just one more comment. If any of our listeners have ideas for these point counterpoints, uh, topic ideas, please send them to us because this is a lot of fun. It's it's difficult if you if you don't get to win most of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but we like the we like the format, and so you know, give us some topics that we can argue. Yeah, we're like doing fun little episodes like this. So. Thank you, guys. Um, you can follow us at Tales from the Pits on Instagram, at BBQ Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can also subscribe and rate the show on your favorite podcast listening app. If you have not done so, please do so. It really does help get our show in front of more people, um, and we have fun doing it. So thank you, guys, and we'll talk with you next time. Out. <laughs>